Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, it's the Cop Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Cop Podcast. It is one of the big fixtures of the season. It's Liverpool versus Man City, or Man City versus Liverpool if you want to get really proper in the way the fixtures are organised. It's at the Etihad Stadium, it's Sunday, it's Jay, it's Mick, and we've got Sam Halbert back on the show, our dedicated City fan. Sam, how are we, mate? I'm actually really good, bro. How are you? How are you? I'm Keep- really good, bud. Keeping well, mate. Glad to have you back on the show. Oh, um, pleasure. pleasure to be back on the other side, even though we are on the other side. Hopefully you can see Manchester in the background, wherever that is. You know, We've got uh, a bit of the bright lights, mate. We've got a bit yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, the, the Manchester correspondent. <laughs> Mick, you all right, pal? Yeah, all good, mate, you? Yeah, good, thanks, buddy. Well, Sam, listen, mate, I want to start with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just go through a little bit of our City are at the minute. You know, currently sitting 10th in the league. Yeah. 11 points, uh, they've got 11 points so far, you, you're actually two points worse off than you were last season, which obviously doesn't seem that much, but obviously there's eight places uh, between where you were in second and, and now 10th this season, um, three wins, one loss against Saints, nine goals scored, eight conceded, two clean sheets, uh, nice cheeky little 1-0 win over Sheffield United, yeah. uh, years. how are you feeling so far given the time that you've made? Well, um, take the Leicester game aside, um, I think we've, we've changed the way we are. Um, obviously, I mean, take that Leicester game out of it. We played Eric Garcia. I mean, how he's not out the door, I'm not sure. But <laughs> take, take that one out of it. We conceded the five goals. Um, then we're actually looking all right. We're not at our free-flowing best, but we actually look for the first time since, what, Roberto Mancini? We actually look like we can defend. Like, <laughs> better defensively than we are going forward. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite happy where we're up to at the moment because we're actually building from the back for once in, in our goddamn lives. So that, that's good enough in itself. We've got a clip going forward at some point. Obviously, the goals at Sterling I'll bring, you'll score 20 goals. And if we can yeah. get Arrow fit, which is a big if, he will get 20 goals. Um, Gabriel Jesus, he'll get 20 goals. And then Mares and uh, Bernardo, that sort of thing, KDB, they'll tip in with, with getting on for 10. So it, goals aren't really a problem. We've just got to we've just got to click into gear. Plus the fact is that a couple of those stats are misleading. To be fair, I mean we've got a game in hand on that as well. We win that. Yeah. We're you know we're two points off top. I mean it's a big if again, but we beat you. Hey, we're top. You know I mean it's it's, it's which way you want to look at it both ways. Really. Of course it is, mate. That's exactly what I was just about to say. My next question because I was just about to say you can look at them stats from a Liverpool perspective and be like ha 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 City are where they are. But like I said, if you get to the crux of it, they've got a game in hand on us and they win on Sunday. Plus you win your game in hand. You're back where where you were, you know, a couple of years ago. So it's it's no mean feat, really, is it, to to say that Sunday is it too early 
in terms of title race, it's massive, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's absolutely huge, um, to be fair with you, because I actually think that, I mean, at the start of the season, Pep said that ever, whoever wins the title is going to have at least 90 points. Well, that's going to go out the window. Absolutely <laughs> no way is it going to be 90 points. You have to get, I mean, because he's saying that second place will at least get 90 points, whereas that isn't first might, but second definitely won't. It's because of the amount of injuries that people are getting, muscular injuries, in and outs, um, you're missing your back line. We've been missing up until now our forward line. I mean, you think of it, that um yeah i mean i i don't i don't see it the the way that it is it's going to be absolutely massive because those points are really up for grabs at the moment whereas beforehand oh well we'll go on a 10 match winning streak at this point can you really see that happening i, I really don't think so I, I really don't so yeah massive game on Sunday for that for that reason yeah and Mick, Sam uh, made a good point just with about the the way the defenses sort of sort themselves out uh, a little bit this season so because obviously city were missing that massively last year but obviously, there's a caveat to that where the forward line isn't uh, performing as well as it did last season. You know, again, it's, it's early days and that, isn't it? But given the fact that Liverpool obviously are depleted at the back, the, the amount of injuries, are, how are you feeling going into the game on Sunday? Um, it's always a big game, isn't it? Especially away at City's ground. But it's what's it, the eighth game of the season, so it's still, it's still early days. Like, there's got journalists saying. It's it is it Aston Klopp is in a title that is just like come on, it's that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it, when you think about it, like it's not too doing that, but no nonetheless still a still a huge game, but I'm worried about our defence. I just hope Joel Matip's um is past fit. Obviously he was in the squad for the last game, so if we can get Matip and Gomez as a centre half pair and the usual other three, Robo, Trent and Allison, I'd fit mm. I'm gonna feel a whole lot better coming up against um, Jesus, I think it is, isn't it? Up top, I think Aguero has been ruled out. So, if we've got Matip back in there, then I'll feel ten times better. That's that, that's that's <laughs> pretty much the end of it. If if like we touched on before we started, if if Fabinho was in there, I'd feel a lot more better. But um, obviously, we're missing Thiago as well. So, in terms of midfield yeah. and defence, if if we've got Matip back in there and the usual guys in the in the three, maybe, maybe plus Cater in there. I, th- I think we should be okay. It's going to be it's going to be goals anyway. It's going to be it's always a, it's always a tricky game. No matter that who's playing for City and who's not, it's always it's, it's always a it's always fireworks, isn't it? So I look forward to it. It is, mate. And I was just looking at the fixture history here. You know, the, in the last six games at the Etihad, uh, Liverpool have only won two, and one of them was in the Champions League uh, on that famous night for us. Um, we don't travel well to the Etihad, Sam. But you know, we said before we recorded, didn't we? That it's the same for. You like you don't travel well to Anfield, and you haven't done. I think you know since two thousand and three. And does that instill you with a little bit of confidence? How well City perform against Liverpool at the Etihad? Oh, yeah, it gives us confidence. Of course, it does. I mean, last year, I mean, let's let's take that one out of it. I mean, I predict, predicted um, Desmond two two last time, and it ended up four 0 was it? But to be fair. Though, you were on your holidays, weren't you? I mean, let, let's be honest. If any City fan comes into this going, oh, yeah, we beat you 4-0, so we're going to do it again this time. I mean, that's stupid. I mean, a, a proper representation of what both teams can do would probably be the, the Champions League second leg, which you ended up sneaking in the end, um, and also the one we ended up sneaking in the league two years ago. They're a much better representation in terms of like what, what both teams can do and how they match up with each other. Um, it does give us a little bit of confidence. Of course, it does. I mean, if this was Anfield, to be honest with you, I'd have rather it been Anfield first game of the season, no, no fans in, because then at that point, we, there's a possibility we could play with our fans there. And I think that 
with this fixture more than any, as I said before, and fans of both sides actually really make a difference. And that's that's sort of like akin to the rivalry that's been going on as well. We beforehand, literally, we have 17, uh, 18 home games a season where we're dead quiet and then we have United. Whereas now, actually, I would say that United are almost that second-class citizen in terms of that atmosphere that we bring to it. So I was hoping it'd be that way around. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've got that home advantage in inverted commas, so hopefully we can take advantage of it like last time. Yeah, and Mick, are you feeling the same? Because at, at, at the Etihad, we don't travel well, so obviously the way the, the, you'd have the confidence at Anfield, is it going to the Etihad, you think, oh, would, would you be happy with a draw? <laughs> I'd take a draw now if you offered me, but obviously like we touched on the players that we're missing. I think any Liverpool fan will say we'll take a draw because we're missing Van Dijk, Fabinho and Thiago, who are our three of our key players. So if we go to the Etihad and end up sneaking a win, I put a tweet earlier that that's a huge marker we've laid down that we can survive without those fellas in there. So in terms of going to the Etihad, I'm, I'm glad there's there's no fans in there, but I, I don't think it's the, it's it's that dynamic for the Etihad. It's more going to away to City and up against Guardiola and. And, and coming up against the, always a strong City side, I think that's more it. So I don't know if it'll have an effect in terms of the result, if there was fans or no fans. I think I think Anfield's more of a we rely on that a lot more the the, the support that we get from Anfield. So mm. I am glad it's it's the set it's the second um, it's the return leg at Anfield later in the season. So hopefully we might we might see some fans at that point. Um. Sam, we've got um, just one, a, a question from one of our viewers at the minute, and it's from Martin Barney. He says, from a City perspective, who is Sam most worried about in the Liverpool side? Mane, Salah, Bobby or Diogo Jota? Um, if you're asking me which one I would take in a heartbeat, it'd be Mo Salah. I actually think he's, uh, and, and this is strange coming coming from me, I actually think, despite the, the uh, media attention that he does get, I still think he's underrated. I think he's an absolute killer. I think he is the... Uh, he takes advantage of every single opportunity. And I have uh, friends who are Liverpool fans that actually probably don't rate him as much as they should. You should be absolutely thanking your lucky stars that you should have him. You should never want to wish him away. Honestly, that guy is is is, is an absolute killer. And um, he's the guy by far that I am I'm, I'm most worried about. Mane's been brilliant, don't get me wrong. Um, and Jota has, has been brilliant in midweek. Uh, Bobby Firmino, I think, is a bit that nips them all together. And again, I think he's a bit underrated. Um, but to be honest with you, Mo Salah, every single day of the week, if he is out, I'd I, I feel so, so, so much better. I think actually to combat that, though, uh, from, a, from a City perspective, I actually think he'll play Cancelo at left-back. Which will be, which is actually sort of something that we've never had before, because we had Angelino at Anfield and we had Mendy at our place. Um, they're both attacking fullbacks, left-footed, and just go up the wing. Whereas this time, I think because obviously Salah trips in field onto his left foot, hello, it will come onto his right foot, his stronger right foot, as he yeah. does. So I actually think that that will be used to actually nullify him. But for me, Salah hands down, hands down. So, if because uh, there's been a bit of debate between a lot of Liverpool fans over the past week in terms of the lineup, because obviously we are we are very blessed up top, and we have been for the last couple of years. But adding Diogo Jota into that mix, as you know, it was we thought, oh yeah, he's he's, he's generally going to be a backup to the front yeah. three. Whereas last few weeks, or maybe just since he started the season, he's been absolutely fantastic, and he's he bagged a hat trick in the Champions League, and 
we're expecting big things. There are a lot of people are saying he should start instead of Bobby Firmino. If he does start instead of Bobby Firmino, um, would you feel, oh, well, Bobby's not playing because he makes the other two click? Or are you thinking, shit, Diogo Jota's on form at the minute. He could easily bang in a couple of hits. He's got experience against playing against City, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's not like he's he's, on, he's in a completely new league and needs that time to bed in. Um, but I think it's the first point you made. Bobby Firmino is the one that would really, really, uh, really scare me. If there was front three lineup as they supposedly are, um, then that for me is a lot worse than putting Diogo Jota in there. Um, it's not that I don't rate him as a player, but again, he's just a very good replacement in all three positions. He's yeah. not starting in any of them it's just that if you get an injury or you need to rotate he is a brilliant replacement for any three of those positions but as you said at the start i still think he is that replacement from three if it was me would stay exactly as it is and that is the worst case scenario for us i mean if you played as, as it was i just don't think he click quite as well against lesser teams more firepower the better yeah great play four strikers whatever you're going to still beat him six nil and someone's going to score but against a team like City that just need that little bit of intricacy to pick them apart at the end, uh, Bobby Firmino, for, for me, would be the one I'd be worried about. Mick, do you agree with what Sam just said there? It's got to be Firmino. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, he, he got rested in the week, didn't he? And you obviously banged in a, a boss at-trick and played really well. But I think it was the was it the Sheffield United game where all four played. Was it? I think it was, wasn't it? Um, and it didn't... That's going to take a bit of work and a few, maybe a couple of games against the lesser teams for that to maybe come to fruition in, in into the bigger games. But I don't, I'd be very, very surprised if Jan Klopp picked it, Jota ahead of Firmino. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, because Jota's banged in at Atrich and played really well and one of the match, obviously, um, that he should be starting and he's in form. And you, people are saying you should be picking the form player, which I, I understand, but Bobby Firmino is. Is like like you said, Sam. He's the he's the guy who can in, in the final third. He, he's got that creative ability and intricacy in the, the passes where he can drop into the hole and find space in between City's backline and midfield to try and pick his off. So I'd be very surprised if Klopp uh, picked him. But it's it, it is a shame for Diego Jota because he's he's played so well. He's he's got I think he's seven yeah. goals in ten games so far for Liverpool, which is just absolutely crazy record when you think about it. When None of us in our wildest dreams thought he'd come in and get get those kind of numbers that early. I mean, we all imagined he'd be better than a bit slower than he has as well. So yeah. it's a testament to the his ability overall that he's came in and pulled those numbers out and got the goals and assists he has so far. So I imagine he he will start on the bench though and maybe come off towards maybe sixty seventy for for Firmino. Yeah, depending on the game's going. I see what you're saying, um, Sam. It, from a you know obviously we're on a Liverpool uh, channel, the big Liverpool fans watching and thinking, how can we get at this City side? So one of the comments that we've just had is um, City still haven't replaced a company in my eyes. Not only one of the best defenders, but a true leader. Do you agree? So we thank Ian Thompson for that uh, comment there. So you did say obviously at the beginning of the show that uh, your defence has got better, but if how are Liverpool going to unlock City's defence? How are we going to get at you? Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, though, it was all about the, the Bobby Firmino thing, whereas beforehand, what it was is if we were playing someone like Otamendi, he was really rash and would follow a player like Firmino out of the back line. And and, and then at that point, then the, the diagonal runs from Mane, left to right, Salah, right to left, and that would fill in the hole there. 
This time, to be honest with you, I think if we play Walker and then Diaz, Laporte and then Cancelo, I think we are solid. Can you score against us? Of course, you can. A bit of magic, of course. I mean, you've seen the Fabinho goal last year, uh, the game at Anfield, and um, you've seen a couple in the past as well. I mean, you've seen Salah do stuff like that, that Chelsea goal that he did, where he hit it on the volley from 30 yards and pinged it in the top corner. doesn't matter how good your defence is sometimes. With players of that quality, he can just ping it in the top corner. Cancelo, is he the best fullback in the world? No, he's, he's better going forward. He's actually a very, very adequate footballer. I think he's actually a very good footballer. Fullback, or oh, Maybe not, but up against Salah because he is coming from the right to the left. I think he might do okay there because he's playing onto his strong foot. Let's say if somebody like an Adama Traore would have gone down there and oh, he's pants, as in someone taking outside, he turns the wrong way, and that's that's because he's on the wrong side. So you might even see Mane possibly even line up that side, or you might see Trent Alexander Arnold would be right up against him yeah. on the Right. And to be fair, if that's the case, Trent might be the one to unlock it. If he gets past the fullback every single time and Cancelo comes inside with Salah, which I'd anticipated to happen, I think that really could be the way, could be the way to do it. But I like the way that um, Ruben Diaz looks so far. Um, we're conceding a hell of a lot less than we did last year. I mean, it wouldn't be hard, but aside, take the Leicester game aside. Yeah. actually looked good. And people are saying in the background that he's a true leader. And again, I mean, that in itself is is good enough for me. Um, have we replaced company? Possibly. Um, but if we had company in this game, would we have a better chance of winning? Oh, absolutely. The guy, the guy, <laughs> legend. And, uh, you know, I would do, uh, I think he is my favourite City player in the past 10 years or ever, really. Um, so, yeah, I can say that City's been replaced fully. But do I have faith in Laporte and Diaz? Absolutely, and Walker's been on fire as well. He's even been um, nominated for Player of the Month as well in, in the Premier League. So, so yeah. that itself says how good uh, Kyle Walker's been in a slightly more inverse in inverse position as well defensively. So, yeah, yeah, and make it, it proves, doesn't it, the fact that we said before about City if they beat us on Sunday, they've got real motivation there because they've got a game in hand where they could go top of the league after that. So, it we're not playing. The city intent are we technically? I mean, obviously on paper we are. We're playing a city side who are intent, but they're going to be right up for it. It's just as much as we are to, to stay top of the league, and it's not going to be an easy win. Or you know, it's it's going to be difficult if we want to win this game. It's going to be business as usual. Like you look, at, I've just looked at their last last uh, start eleven against Sheffield United: Walker, Diaz, Laporte, and Cancelo. So that's like Cancelo's really surprised me in terms of. How good he is as a footballer! Like I'm, I was surprised. Obviously, he's, he was at Juve, wasn't he? So obviously, he's got good pedigree there. He came to the Premier League and he's doing he's doing quite well. Whether if Salah comes up against him, I think Salah, if Salah's on his A game, he he, he rinses any any fullback in world football for me. It, it, it doesn't matter who it is. Or, like in terms of Cancelo being a right footer, come Salah coming up against him, then yeah, that might favour him, but. I think he's he's just too strong and too fast for, for anyone. And it's if, if if he's got a bit of fire in his belly, like he has the last couple of well since since the season started, really, especially with the, the game against Leeds, he's mm. he's he's looked absolutely terrific, and he's he looks like he's got um, trying to beat his his, um, his goal scoring feet so far. He's, he looks like he's got that in his sight this season. He wants to go on and, and better it. But um, no, it's, it's always going to be a difficult game. Like you just look at the midfield, like the Brunia, Rodri, and Bernardo Silva, and Mares and Sterling. Like there's just there's there's a 
possible goal anywhere. Like like Sam was yeah. saying about us, that's the exact same for City. So you can't you, you can't dismiss anything. Like they've got quality all over the pitch. All it takes is one one to run your pass from halfway line for Sterling and the through and the second yeah. score. So that that's all it takes, and that's 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 why I think it'll be cagey, and I think it it probably will be a score draw if I. That's what me. That's what me um, head saying anyway. My heart saying two one Liverpool, but I, I do think it probably would be a one one score draw because we do. It's, we do kind of cancel each other out because there's quality all over the pitch. Like like we said, we're missing a few key players. Whether that will maybe be a factor remains to be seen. But if we go there and and do sneak a win, like I said earlier, it'll it'll send out a real a real statement that we can we can we can go on and re- retain this league. Um, even even without missing key men, and obviously getting Fabinho and Thiago back in the coming weeks, that'll make us a, 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 um, a lot stronger. Yeah, and uh, Sam, I want to pick up on what Mix just said there in terms of how the season's gone for Liverpool. And it's we always when we get a, a, a rival fan on here, we always like to see their perspective of it because obviously we have you know opinions on on what other clubs are doing and all that because you've got to at the end of the day. But given that Liverpool are you know top of the league. Uh, in the Premier League, the top of the group in the Champions League without conceding a goal. Um, c- considering the injuries that we've had, you know, getting battered uh, against Aston Villa, us Liverpool fans are surprised that that's happened. That we're top of both um, both respective competitions. From your perspective on how Liverpool have done with that early injury to Van Dijk, Fabinho coming out, are you surprised just as much as we are? Uh, no, <laughs> if I'm totally honest with you, not not even not even slightly. Um, you know why? Because you've got something different about you that we don't necessarily have. Um, I think that what you guys have is that ability to score on exactly the 85th minute. Just when a team decides they want to go at you, what you do is you love to deflate them at the exact correct time. And then at that point, that just kills them off. It was like the Diogo Jota goal. Um, I can't remember what game it was, but he scored in the 85th minute just to kill yeah, off time, the yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. You, you you have that innate ability to be able to do that, and that to me, it will it will there will come up a time like it like maybe against Villa where I mean to be fair that's a freak result. I mean I wouldn't yeah. want too much. Out of that. So much so was in the water that weekend, wasn't it? When you got battered yeah. and United got battered, it was like... yeah yeah it was it was just one of those where actually you know what it hit the peak of the point where actually preseason lack of preseason lack of training injuries all just came yeah. up into point where just teams could have just fallen apart and as you'd seen from what well, three of the biggest clubs in, in, in the UK is the fact that you know we, we all conceded five or more in the same weekend I mean like come on what's all that about um but yeah no I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised I'm really really not surprised um I know your Champions League group isn't the hardest I know ours isn't the hardest we're top of that as well um so yeah, I mean, take take that aside and you know obviously we win our game in hand there's only two points between us despite the fact that Obviously, what's what's happened to us with having no strikers? We've only had like two games with the striker so far this season, and you've had obviously the Van Dyke injury. But the the will of your team, and especially people like Mane who drag you over the line and Salah who drag you over the line, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still not surprised that you've beaten the vast majority of teams. Yeah, and Mick Sam's just made a really good point there that it's I think it's from our perspective, it's like we, it's. We've done. We did so well last season, and we didn't want the the whole injuries to the players. And it was like, oh no, what? How are we going to cope? And you know what? You know what Twitter's like in social media. How there's just the the negativity to just go straight in. We should have bought a centre back. We should have done this. And you know, from a rival's perspective, Sam just made a really good point. He's not surprised, and 
you know, I asked the question at the end of the day, but Sam makes a very, very valid point, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think it's it's difficult because we 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 want the centre back, but who can legislate for a, a season under injury to your, to your yeah. main fella? Like yeah. maybe because we got rid of Lovren, is the case that we sh- maybe should have signed someone. But the fact that we signed Thiago and then moved, we can move Fabinho into centre half. It's just been it's just been very unlucky that we've had the massive injury, the Fabinho injury, and then obviously the Van Dijk injury. That all in the space of what a couple of weeks that it's compounded it and it looks like a gaping hole there. So we've had to rely yeah. on 19-year-old Reese Williams and uh, Nat Phillips in the, in the last game. We've done really, really well. But putting either of those in a, into a into a game at the Etihad is going to be really tricky, I think. I, I wouldn't wish it on them. That's why I'm saying before, mm. like, if Matip's fit, he's got, he's got to go in there. And, yeah, in, on the point that he's when, like, not being surprised with him, well, it's I think it's just the overreaction. I think it's just social media, isn't it? Like, people just banging the drum, oh, we should have signed this player, should have signed that player. Want, in, want instant results, and if players aren't getting signed or players are getting injured, they want like a world-class player on the bench, and it just doesn't work like that. It's not like people yeah. think the real world's for like footy manager. You can't have like <laughs> absolute quality running through every position in on your bench as well without maybe upsetting the apple cart, and that's just not the way Klopp does things. Klopp wants a harmonious group who are all singing from the same hymn sheet and not all maybe world-class, but he wants players who are in a good a good bracket who can come into the into the team in the, in the future and, and fight for positions and Reese Williams could definitely be one of them like he's came up came out of nowhere really 19 year old kid yeah on on loan kid the last year I think and he's he's came <laughs> from the youth and he's he's done really well in the games he's been put in so I'm not surprised with him well like it's it's not it doesn't surprise me but it's it's just that I, I want that security in numbers in terms of getting Fabinho back and getting Matt back getting Thiago back just because then we've got that security in front of the back four. Like if we have Fabinho in front of the in front of the back, there's two centre backs, and it was Gomez and, and Williams. I'd feel a lot better about Williams being in there. It's just the fact that we haven't got him in there that we need we need a yeah. matchup in there just to just to let that experience rule, and then and then the midfield should look after itself if we've got him in there. Yeah, it's it's perfectly said, mate. Well said. And Sam, you know all about this type of stuff, don't you? Because company leaves, Laporte gets a a really, really bad injury, and you can see exactly what it can do to a side. Um, I mean, from a fan perspective, when watching that, was it just as effective for you guys to, to, to be watching it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, it happens, doesn't it? I mean, what what, what more do you say? As, as I rightly say, you, can, you can't legislate for, for, for your best defender getting taken out in the, in, in, in the first week of this first week of the season. You just really can't do it. And plus the fact is, I mean, when people were going on to Twitter, I mean, keyboard warriors and all that sort of stuff, I mean, it's, at the moment, really, it's, it's, the, it's the bane of football, really, because it leads to reaction and things like that. But also as well, imagine this. I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you've got. Imagine trying to get, Tottenham's a prime example, imagine trying to get a striker to go, by the way, we know you're world class and you should be signing a striker, but you've got to play behind Harry Kane every week, so you're probably going to get the Europa, uh, Europa League games occasionally in Ukraine. And then yeah. you play in Leighton Orient in the Cup, and they're like, oh yeah, great, love it. You know what I mean? So that that's part of the battle as well, and I think that yeah. people jump on the, on the bandwagon a bit too much with the whole, oh yeah, you should assign this and that and the other. I mean, why? Why should you? I mean, you got 99 points last time. You've won the Champions League the year before, finally the year before that. I mean, you probably should trust 
what what's being done there. The process is clearly there's clearly something working there, and that's exactly the same from from my perspective in terms of like when Laporte got injured. It's like well. Okay then, that's great. But he's a fifty, 50 odd million pound player. Should we have signed another fifty million pound player just in case he got injured? I mean, what's all that about? And then I've Otamendi sitting there, never gonna ever get a game, and we're paying him uh, one hundred and fifty grand a week. We paid thirty million. I mean, you, come on, like, you've just got to be realistic with this sort of thing. You've been really unlucky. Yeah. And Van Dijk and Fabinho at the same time. But that's it. I mean, what, what what more can you say? We've had Jesus and Aguero for the exact same time for the, for, for five weeks. So yeah. It, it, it happens, and you know what? You just got to get over it. That's it, it, mate. That's it. And when you look at it this season, um, City are going to be chomping at the bit because they want to win this trophy back. And when when we finished uh, on ninety seven points and we didn't win the league, and we were all massively heartbroken, it gave us, you know, not just us as a fan base, we've been craving it for thirty odd years, but it gave that that team. Once we'd won the Champions League, it gave us like, right, this is the season now where we are going to win this league. We, we're going to come back stronger. Albeit, yeah, we didn't really add to the squad, but we came back with that fight for it. As a City fan now, given how the Champions League for you lot last season was probably a missed opportunity considering the way the format had gone and you had such a very, very good opportunity to win the Champions League and it unfortunately didn't happen for you. Well... Unfortunately for yeah, you, the Schadenfreude in that was uh, just trying to be polite there, son. Yeah, just trying to yeah, be yeah, exactly. Polite. That's me. Just that you don't have to be polite just because I'm a guest. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do what you want. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, but, yeah. But this season, Sam, is it you want this trophy back or is it just fucking get a European Cup? What is it that you want personally or what you think the, the club wants? Is, that, is yeah. it both? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, is it generally? Um, again, as in last year, I mean, Obviously, I would have loved to have champion, uh, won the Champions League. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I wouldn't. Was I that ass because I couldn't go? That was the mm. bit. We spoke difference. about that, didn't we? We spoke yeah, about that. Awesome. And you know what? And the fact that I knew that I wouldn't be going to it sort of took the shine off it and we would have gone. Then there would have been the whole, you had it over one leg. And then there's over mm. one leg. And then this and that. And, was, and you know what I thought? You know what? Nah. It's... I would have loved to have won it just to say that we'd won it. Don't get me wrong, but it's a monkey off the back and then we could have rubbed it in every space and we'd have had the best season of any uh, English club of, of any European club. Of course we would have done. But because we couldn't have gone again this year, um, I, th- I think the club won the uh, the Champions League. Again, for the prestige of it to say that they could say that they've listed a European Cup, the amount of sponsorship deals that they could get out of that, the amount that they the, the investment would come directly from it and the fact you know it's a monkey off the back um the premiership though is 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 your bread and butter and that's the one that i would say we'd want to win back are we as desperate as you were last year just to sort of like uh, go towards your point i wouldn't say so because we've still won four of the past eight years uh whereas you hadn't had it for 30 odd years when we first won it especially the the fa cup and, yeah. uh, and the premiership the first time were we a lot hungrier to win it Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Then we will be this year. Now it's it's more about the rivalry with you guys, and uh, uh, m- just as much as anything else, the whole Klopp versus Guardiola. You know, like who's got the better players? It's Salah, is it De Bruyne? It's everything about it. The fact that we win at our place and you win at your place is like we're we're sort of nip and tuck with everything. It's a bit more of a rivalry, um, opposed to saying that oh yeah, we need to be winning. We need to be winning the Premiership back. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Nick, with with uh, City, obviously, like Sam said, they want that that Champions League uh, trophy. Is obviously the one that's that's been missing. 
under the, the, the new owners, it, it is the one trophy that they failed to win yet. Um, does that help us as a fan base a little bit to have that in our minds, thinking eh, they're a bit more bored about the Champions League, so they might rest certain players at certain points? And because obviously we want to retain this bad boy, obviously, don't we? So, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I suppose you could look at it like that, but I still think the especially with us winning the league last year, they want to bounce back and, and, and reclaim the Premier League as well. So I don't I don't know. It's hard to say if we talked about it on the James Pierce one, didn't we? Like, if, is there going to be like a prioritisation of in terms of Liverpool and what we're going to go for? And I don't think you really can. I think you just, it's a bit of cliche, but you just pick your best team you've got for the, for the game that's next, don't you? Like, you don't, I don't think yeah. these type of managers are going right well. Maybe in terms of the FA Cup and the other cups like that, they, they might go, well, we'll play some of the youth players because we've got a bigger game coming up, which is probably going to be a Champions League game or a Premier League game. So it's yeah. just like, those are the two that we're fighting, fighting for. If Liverpool got both, I'd be very, very surprised, especially with obviously Van Dijk, the massive guy back there that we rely on so much, mm. him not being there. It's a big ask. If he was in there, we might have had a chance, but um, I don't think there's going to be any, I said, prioritisation from Guardiola's point of view. I think he's he's always wanted the, cha- the Champions League, but it's he, he wants to get one over on Klopp, obviously, in terms of the Premier League and, and, and reclaim that back. So it's going to be it's going to be a nice race, and I think it's it is going to be just between hopefully Liverpool and City this year for it. But I don't see anyone else coming into that picture just yet. Maybe Chelsea in a few years, but um, it's still going to be like like Sam said, Guardiola and Klopp trying to get one over. Yeah. So that's going to continue for the foreseeable. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So before we finish there and before we get score predictions, I just want to go down memory lane a little bit. And Sam, uh, putting you on the spot a little bit, mate. Um, who, what's your favourite goal of the Liverpool City era um, from uh, at City at home? Because then we'll do the same when we go to Anfield. So your favourite goal or your favourite Etihad versus Liverpool moment? And Mick, I'll ask you the same in a minute so you get thinking. Right, OK then. So, I mean, all right. I want to choose between... Choose between two because they, they for different reasons. One's really, really significant, which was the Sané goal um, in, in where we won two one, which essentially galvanised us to go on that run to, to win the league. That that was I've never as I, I take the Aguero goal aside. That is as much as I've celebrated a goal at the Etihad. Mm-hmm. It went it went absolutely barmy. But from from a technical perspective, if you if you know. Uh, what was it, about 2014, 2015? Um, Aguero scored from almost the corner, where he went oh, around. Oh, yeah. And then and then sort of scored from the tightest angle you're ever going to see. I mean, that one was the best technical goal, because, oh, my God, how the hell did he do it? Um, yeah, as, 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 as a moment, the Sané goal. Yeah. No, yeah, it's uh, one that's uh, imprinted on our brain. I bet I can guess yours has got to be the Bobby Firmino goal in the Champions League. That's what I would have said. First. For, for me, for me personally, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It, it, I mean, it's that game, but it's it was more the Salah goal because it that was the goal that really did seal uh, the the away goal point, obviously, wasn't it? And it was that was the goal that we needed because obviously it was it was such a nerve wracking game. Um, Anyway, because we, I mean, going into the Etihad and you'd scored after a minute and a half, two minutes, and we, we were on the back foot in that first half. And maybe we're unfortunate not to go uh, in at half time, a few more goals down, um, especially with the one that had, had gone in and it maybe should have been should have been counted. But yeah, probably that Salah goal that went and that was like the relief was like, right, yeah, I knew we'd done it now. I knew we were we were through to the semis. Uh, but Mick, fa- uh, favourite Etihad moment or favourite Etihad goal? Because there's not, there's not that many really. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to say the Salah one. I was watching it. 
earlier today, and it's just like the, even the moves, great, and like Marnie going through and then get, getting brought down, and then Salah's just there to mop her up and to chip yeah. over the keeper, and just the celebrations of all the players like that. That's yeah, that's got to be that's got to be number one for me. That one. Yeah, that's got to be more from an emotional perspective. Maybe from a technical perspective, Skirtle's goal um, when we beat them four yeah. one. That was quite a, a nice strike from the corner, wasn't it? Um, I, I didn't mind Daniel Sturridge's goal uh, when he first signed for us. Just sort of get collects the ball on the edge of the area, just pings it in the bottom corner. I just love the sound uh, of the net pinging when, when that goal had gone in. Say that again, sir. So. Sorry, you're only allowed one. You're picking about fifteen goals here. You know, just rubbing I know, it. There's not that many. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick them all in, pick them all in. Yeah, painful memories, though, mate. I mean, that, like you said, we might have been on holiday after we won the league, but you know, the Guard of Honor game and getting beat 4 0 didn't taste very nice. And um, I remember being in, in Carragher's Bar in New York a couple of years ago, and it was like a six o'clock in the morning breakfast to an half six kickoff in New York, and uh, we got battered 5 0. Um, that wasn't a, a nice memory either. So it's, uh, I'm just hoping. I'm hoping it's a very a close game on on Sunday, and hopefully we we, we get a win. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be bold and say we we win two one. Mick, you stick, still stick with that score draw one one? Was it? Fuck! I got two one two one Liverpool. Fuck it. Go fuck it, Sam. Go on, mate. What are you going for? You had at one point. I thought I thought that was it, but no, 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 it's not. On City comfortably. Comfortable City win. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Right, well, we will catch up with Sam again um, before the season finishes. If we can get you back on, mate, um, for the for the, sh- the show after the game, fantastic, mate. Uh, yeah, if not, we'll see, we'll, uh, we'll see Sam again uh, for the Anfield fixture. Uh, thanks for everybody for watching. Don't to give a don't forget to give us a like. Uh, let us know in the comments who you think uh, who you think should start for Liverpool up front. Who you think uh, is going to score our goals? You know, hopefully we do get some. What you think the final score will be? And we will see you guys next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.